Assalamu alaikum guys, inshallah I pray you're all well Welcome back to another episode of Yours Truly um, So today I have a lovely guest with us She is Hannah from Raising Righteous Muslims um, Hannah, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure um, So I'm Hannah, I'm the founder of the Raising Righteous Muslims online summit And um, actually I'm just like any one of you, I'm just a mother who's really uh, passionate about uh, child development and education and learning. So um, this is like something I'm very passionate about. I'm also uh, a lot into uh, sustainable living and languages. Oh, really? I didn't know that about sustainable living. Okay, maybe we, we could talk about that too. Yeah, we'll sure. Too. Um, so Raising Righteous Muslims, I actually came across it, I think, when I had literally just given birth. No, no, no. No, before I've come across, I've, I've I've known of it for a while now, but I think the first time I actually purchased um, the courses, I mean, I think I, I was following you guys for a while and I really loved what you guys did and your content and stuff, but I think I purchased one of the, well, the Raising Righteous Muslims um, Lifetime program. Access, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think I either, I either because I think I won one, a program yeah. and then I think I purchased another one I can't remember which one it was anyways either way it was when I had just given birth to my second son and I remember feeling so motivated to you know get stuck in and try and be the best parent I can be and learn and grow and and yeah I really really I liked know. um I really loved the courses even though I didn't get to finish all of them I only managed to watch a few videos due to the fact that I had a newborn and stuff inshallah I'm, I'm looking to re-watch them now but in but yeah so let us tell us a bit more about raising righteous muslims and what it's about and you know what you want people out there to know about it so they can get more of an idea of what you're about yeah so i'll start with the why i created uh, this um, yeah sure summit Um, so actually uh it started when i had my first child because uh i realized um i knew nothing and i was like how many children do you have just the one i I have two no i have two so yeah so um so actually like my background i didn't have any younger siblings i never took care of any like younger kids or anything mm-hmm. never babys- babysitted or anything so I was like yeah. uh, you know I was the kind of person like when you hand me a baby I was like no no I'm, I'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so definitely I was like this was kind of scary mm-hmm. and um and so when I had my first child I was like I, w- I went a lot of into researching and reading books and watching like summits and talks mm-hmm. and everything um and gathering all this information and the more I was like researching all of this the more I found like really beneficial knowledge and things I could apply in my life and I see the differences so I was like I want to share this you know um mm-hmm. so my first idea actually was to have a course like a parenting course or something Mm -hmm. but like when I was like researching the materials and trying to find it and like because I wanted it also to be Islamic like from an Islamic perspective because yeah yeah, a lot of things I found was like it's it was not uh from a Muslim so um Mm -hmm. that was like really something uh, I wanted to do too but the more I was like trying to research the more I was like this is like too overwhelming like it would take me years to cover everything and I mean like I wanted to do it all I'm like this so yeah so I was like I had this idea subhanallah and I was like why don't I do a summit so mm. like this I can like um help people know other sisters and actors and of the ummah who are doing mashallah a really great job and benefit everyone so um so I was like this is the perfect combination because I don't have to like work so so hard to cover yeah. every topic and exactly, everyone can yeah. get put in their expertise so that's how uh, it all started. So yeah, it was. Um... I can definitely relate. I think when I, I mean, growing up, I I didn't have any younger ch- uh, children. I didn't have any younger siblings to look after. However, we had a very big family, and there was always, you know, baby cousins. And so I mm-hmm. I did used to take care of all my cousins. I was that I was that person that you know when all the when we'd go to a family gathering, they'd just stuff me in a room with all the kids. <laughs> I was that person. <laughs> But, you know, I enjoyed it. And alhamdulillah, I think it it allowed me to understand, to, I mean, not fully comprehend what it's like to be a parent, but I kind of knew the things to do. Like I knew how to change a nappy. I knew that baby needed feeding. I knew how to, you know, feed a baby with a bottle. I knew how to do the basic stuff. But mm-hmm. I think when I was pregnant with my first son, Suleiman, 
the responsibility of oh my god like I'm going to be a mother I am a mother I have to raise a child and not just you know raise it in terms of keeping it alive and healthy but also allow this child to be the best that they can be uh, you know education wise islamic wise and it was such um it was so overwhelming and it was very yeah. intimidating and it's just like you said when we try and do everything and take everything on ourselves it can get very overwhelming and most times what ends up happening is you just give up because you it's too big of a mountain for you to climb yeah. you know straight away so i think it's about like taking steps and just doing it bit by bit and like you said getting the help where you can so for you that was you know making it a summit instead of doing the whole thing yourself alhamdulillah yeah but yeah, yeah it's really inspiring to see your course <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. and actually yeah because uh, like you mentioned like when when I was pregnant also like the delivery and all this like part of the the giving birth and everything yeah. was not to me was not that scary because mm. I know the scary part was like after yeah for me it's like this is just temporary it's gonna be like a few months and after that it's gonna be a lifetime of you will be in charge of someone yes so this is like this is huge like when you think about it subhanallah Allah gave us this like amana mm -hmm. and now it's our job to make the most of like our time and energy to be our best definitely definitely I think you know as you said Allah gives us these these amanas these gifts and it's down to us to take care of them and they are now our responsibility and you know they come in this world with fitra and other than that they don't know anything else you know it's, it's they're yeah. expecting us to teach them everything and if we don't teach them they will learn stuff by you know just from example seeing how we are as parents how we are as human beings how we are as muslims so it's definitely important for us to always try to be improving and bettering ourselves and you know giving a good example to our children exactly and yeah and and the way I did this summit because for me um, I didn't want it to be just like you know information like just talks and you listen to it and then forget about it or you know sign up and like never listen yeah. to it yeah and I, I wanted really like to for it to be transformative rather than just informative you know mm -hmm. so like what I tried to do first of all it was the structure for me it was like what was more relevant to me so I wanted to start like I have there are four sessions mm -hmm. and the first session is about assessing our parenting it's about like okay, okay yeah. where am I at now like having an honest look at our life our what mm -hmm. we're doing as a parents and like like try to improve like these, yeah definitely uh, like understand the like our role and what we're doing mm -hmm. and then yeah. I yeah no carry on sorry carry on <laughs> and then yeah um the second session was about like understanding our children because we we cannot take care of a child if we don't understand like what is happening in definitely. his brain in his body and everything so for me like this knowledge was crucial because mm. it it helped open so many doors in terms of parenting that yeah. like it's unbelievable and um and yeah and and then the the last two parts is about what we are giving our child so um the third session is giving our best mm -hmm. so like giving from ourselves the best we can yeah. So there's different uh, interesting uh, talks on this. And the third, uh, the fourth um, session is about the environment because yeah. the environment in which they will grow up is really important. So um, I think that needed like a part on its own. Yeah, of course. I think that um, I think it definitely is important for us as parents to assess our own parenting because sometimes you know, I don't want to say we we kind of lie to ourselves, but sometimes we're not being totally honest with, mm -hmm. you know, ourselves as parents. You know, there's certain areas that we probably could improve on um, and we could do more with. Yeah. And definitely, I definitely agree with the fact that the point that you made that, you know, how how can we give our children what they need if we don't know our children? They, yeah. yeah, and I think for me, I think I started to... Um, not understand this more when Suleiman was I think maybe in his maybe when he was two and I started to really get I don't want to say frustrated but I was you know he he because he was walking and talking I was like okay he's he's kind of grown now like why is he doing these things kind of um yeah. where he'd you know I don't know throw a tantrum or 
do something can you know it'd be something that he shouldn't do that he knows he shouldn't do and I think I come across a book and I can't remember what book it was but it was just you know explaining how the child's um I'm probably going to say this totally wrong but the child's uh, a frontal lobe still hasn't mm-hmm. developed yeah. so you know he's whatever he's doing it's out of his choice like he can't help how yeah, he's reacting exactly. to situations he can't help that he has these huge big emotions because he hasn't developed that part of his brain yet to control those emotions and to react to them you know suitably and the moment I understood that it clicked for me and I was like I can't be you know telling him off for something that's out of his hands it's just totally unfair to him so alhamdulillah that really 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 helps me understand him better and allowed me to you know when he does have his meltdowns or when he does have a moment where he's feeling very emotional and he may express that in very big ways to just take a step back, allow him to feel what he's feeling and try and, you know, speak to him about it. Let him talk to me about it rather than say, you know, it's not that big of a deal or, you know, belittle that feeling. Um, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So that was a very, very big deal for me. So I definitely do agree with that point that you made. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, these are like, this information and this knowledge is is like really important because it changed everything once we understand what is happening and our like child's brain and body and everything it makes it clear I mean and Mm. we then can be our best in the sense where we can handle them better we can treat them better because we will be able to respond accordingly so so yeah definitely this is a really important and the brain is mashallah now they're doing a lot of research and discovering a lot of things but subhanallah it's it's really amazing when you think about it definitely so, yeah um, and um and also like i was saying um for the for the summit uh mm-hmm. i included um well it's only on the in the paid uh version but mm-hmm. uh some uh, workbooks so basically yeah. those workbooks is just like uh guided notes from the talks Mm-hmm. And at the end of each talk, I added uh, an action plan. So depending really on good. the talk, like, so trying to work on something specific from that talk mm. and, and like really like trying to make the most of it. So you just act upon what you've learned. I feel like that's such a good thing that you've done because a lot of the time, it's like you said, most people sign up to these talks and I've been that person where I've signed up to something, but then never, you know, bothered to even listen to it because I didn't have the time or the energy or whatever it was, or I've listened to something and I've, you know, it's, I've forgotten it within a few weeks. So it's so important. I feel like to have certain activities or, you know, things that will engage the listener with what they're learning and they can link that back to, you know, okay, I learned this and this and this, and this is how I can implement it. And, you know, it's easier for me personally, anyways, I find it easier to remember things and learn things if I'm able to not only listen or see them, but do some sort of an activity that will help me remember it. So I definitely think that's a really, really good thing that you've added in there. Yeah, yeah. I I really wanted to to do that. And and also like um, something that we don't often realize is that um, when we uh, have a piece of information, it, mm-hmm. We need to have to listen to it or interact with it or like have it from at least seven different sources or seven different instances to be able to truly grasp it. So like maybe I'm going to tell you something, but you need to hear it like seven times mm-hmm. for you to like really like own it. I don't know how to say this. No, that's but, very true. Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes you listen to something once twice three times by the fourth or fifth time you're 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 learning and understanding different things that you never would have yeah. you know taken from that in the first time you listen to it exactly so so that's why I always encourage to like listen to the talk um quite often I mean not just mm. like this once when there's the the summit and that it because yeah. uh it, it really helps because even like at some points in your life your situation is going to be different mm. so maybe something you like you listen to it but you're going to listen to it in another way in a month or two months or three months you know yeah definitely I think um gosh my mind's gone blank what was I gonna say oh subhanAllah um Oh my God, what was I going to say? Subhanallah. I really hate <laughs> when this happens, happens because yeah. then I'm just stuck on it and I want to keep remembering what I was going to say. Well, the more you try to remember. Oh, I remember. That's it. I've remembered. I remembered. Alhamdulillah. Um, what I was going to say is, and that's the good, what the, the good part about that is, you know, that's one of the reasons why I was so happy that I, you know, I got the lifetime 
um, access to the course because I knew that even if I don't maybe have time now to listen to it, it's always available there. And when I have listened to all of it, I can always go back and refer to it if, you know, I want to remember something or I'm stuck on something or I've, you know, had a certain situation that I think one of those tools could help me with again and refresh my memory. So, yeah, that, exactly. that's or if you're down and you're like you need a little boost you know and you're yeah. panting like oh you need definitely inspiration or something sometimes it's like it's necessary I know I listen a lot to like podcasts and things like this so what, what kind of podcast do you listen to then oh I know this uh, is off topic but I'm assuming you do listen to like parent because yeah, I, I I really I, I mean I haven't found many parenting podcast and I've been on the hunt so I would love for you to share oh, me some so parenting podcast whatever I actually I don't like specifically for parenting I usually like go on books and uh, like oh. conferences and stuff like this because I read in French so then it's oh, like yeah, a different yeah. like a different thing but um yeah. I I like I really like um Mindful Muslima I think she's very famous yes 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 it's, I think it was I, from I, her that I come across the whole why your child is having a tantrum thing okay yeah, yeah. I really really it's, do like her really good yeah really good yeah and and then i just like you know um you know even islamic things just to inspire it doesn't need to be on parenting and sometimes subhanallah even from the quran and sunnah there they're going to be topics about this like uh, i think Mm. recently i was listening to omar suleiman who was talking about the father and the importance of the father yeah I, i mean this is like topics i don't hello I think we are having some difficulty with the internet. Hannah, I can't hear you. You've cut out. Um, can you hear me, Hannah? Oh, no. Um, I don't know if it's from my end or... Uh, hello? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, hi, you're back again. Hello. I don't know what happened there, but alhamdulillah, it's okay. These things happen. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I know technical stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, you were saying about uh, you were listening to a lecture with Omar Suleiman and he was speaking about the importance of... um, you know a father the father yeah so yeah. so i think it's really important for us also like as women to to like see it from a different perspective and Definitely, to have yeah. different 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 things just like yeah it's really important yeah because i think i think it's it's important because not only um you know as mothers we tend to you know we're the main care well for most most cases the mother is the is the the main caregiver um shout out to you know the men who are the main caregivers and to the people who are taking care of somebody um but Mm -hmm. and to the mothers of course but um I think it's important like you said to see it from another perspective because it also allows you to um understand what is the best way for that relationship to be nurtured for example I love to see my son with my husband because we're so we're very different in terms of our approaches with with my with our children mm-hmm. um you know there's times where I'm the bad cop and he's the good cop and there's times where you know vice versa I'm the good cop and he's the bad cop and it's it's lovely to see how Suleiman can interact with us differently and he may have a different relationship with both of us um and it's just it's, it's nice to know that you know there's a different there's a different dynamic in each of his relationships and it's not always going to be the same connection obviously he loves us both very much but you know he may have a much more physical manly relationship with his father you know because he he mm-hmm. you know, they rough play and they yeah. they fight and there's all this you know boyish play and with me it's more of affection and kisses and hugs and I love that that you know we both have our special way of connecting with our son and it's really nice to see that and hear that from a different perspective yeah yeah and this is actually like another uh, topic I am always passionate about is about how even us as like just human we know nothing about like ourselves and uh, this is something I touch upon on on my talk in the summit like the importance of knowing ourselves and even knowing the other person so we are able to like interact better with them Mm. because like we go through life uh, often without like the like knowing how to use certain skills like communication for me is, is like a big big thing and and I really struggle with this because I never learned to like properly communicate and what it is communication and all this Mm. so I think these things are like uh, really essential like to know 
um, how we function as human and how others function and how we are different. And this is what makes the beauty of it because we share together and we we grow together. Definitely, 100% agree. I think that... Um... I think that it's very important, like you said, for us to understand each other. And I think one of the things that really helped me with understanding, you know, different people in my life, for example, my husband, my family, my children, was, um, you know, learning what that child's love language is or, you know, learning what your partner's love language is. It really allows you to understand what's the best way to communicate to this person and what's the best way for them to feel heard, seen and loved. And I realized for my son, it's quality time mm-hmm. and um, he loves to be praise so words of praise as well as affection um and you know the minute I realized that I was like okay well this is how he feels loved so I need to do more of that so he feels heard and seen by me um whereas you know I mean I don't have I have another child Elias I have another son but he's he's still quite young he's he's only turning one this the end of this month inshallah so he doesn't I don't really quite know what you know his love language is yet because he can't really talk and do things just quite yet but um yeah it's nice to know you know because at the end of the day to be honest with you when you 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 know when you gain knowledge uh, in these subjects and you know you, you you put that time and effort in to get to know your child you're going to benefit a hundred times. Like every time you'll benefit because you're putting love into your family, which is then going to come back and, you know, benefit you. Allah tells us this and, you know, what better way to feel good than know that you're doing your best as a parent. Like I feel much happier and so empowered when I know I've had a good day with my kids and I've done everything I could to make them happy. Exactly, and yeah. even if it's just you know like you said uh, you know watching a lecture or doing a course to to help myself feel empowered and inspired and you know feel like okay you know I am a good parent I'm trying look I'm taking steps to be better to to empower myself to um improve yeah 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 this is and it's you're touching something very important because often uh, I think we get overwhelmed because like when we did something wrong or like we Mm. didn't manage to handle it properly like everything falls down and like we forget all the good we did did, you know so like it's important also to to understand ourselves to realize that like we are doing good too I mean we we are not perfect and we will never be no matter how many how much knowledge we get mm. but uh it's it's like this is this thing like we're trying to be better each time a little bit better exactly and, and that's what is important definitely it's like the example they always use about a child you know a baby doesn't get up and run straight away they crawl and during that time of crawling they fall many times multiple times before they can get up and walk and they didn't give up they just kept trying and um I I I saw I I remember I can't remember if it was a quote but I remember seeing this and I thought this is so beautiful that you know don't see it as you know I fell a hundred times see it as I learned a hundred ways how to get back up again and that was just I really really like that because it gave me a different perspective into you know situations where I may feel like I'm falling or I'm failing and you know instead of me thinking or looking at it like that it could be me saying okay that didn't work out let me try a different way maybe this might work better yeah exactly yes this is all about the growth mindset definitely yes definitely I'm all I'm all for it I'm all for yeah. it <laughs> oh, yeah yeah for sure so yeah so yeah so so yeah, basically this was like um this is for me like the foundation like getting the knowledge and like understanding our children and giving them their best Mm. But there's like so many much more topics we can touch about for this, for raising righteous Muslims. I mean, there's so much to talk about. And yeah. And with this, uh, these summits, I really like my dream, inshallah, would be that like I could be doing more uh, topics. Inshallah, so, inshallah. Because, may yeah. Allah grant you your dua, bi'ithnillah. May Allah grant you your dream. May, may, may he make yeah. it easy for you. I'm sure I'm sure it's possible. Anything is anything is possible, yeah, you know. I, I think I think it's totally possible. I just it's just a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, take it at your time, and you know, when the time is right, Allah will make it happen yeah, for you, inshallah. Exactly, exactly. Um, so what would you say? So I'm sure there's people listening on here that would probably want to like a sneak peek or you know, maybe some adv- words of advice. Um, you know, from somebody who Allah looks like you've put a lot of effort into learning, improving, and you know, putting these kind of content and, and resources out there for, for Muslims or for, for, for mothers in general uh, or fathers. Um, 
so what would your advice be when it comes to you know trying to raise righteous muslims this is a question i get so often and i think i mean i'm gonna let you go like you 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 go ahead you say your part and then i'll say what 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 i feel i think like right now out of my my mind like this i would say like there's two things that are i think are like essential and one of them we talked about is about reflecting Mm-hmm. Like about really like reflecting about where you are, what you're doing and how you can improve. Definitely. This is like something that is huge and can make a lot of difference. And the second one would be like, be present. Yes. Like, oh like, my gosh. Yes. 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 This, yes, is, yes. Like, this is so crucial. Because uh, often we don't realize it because we want to do so much for the kids. We want to do this and that. But this like... Uh, overload of things is going to be negative in the end mm. when you can do so so little but with better quality yes so like yes, being in the moment for me i mean it's like for in the past year and everything i read this like what keeps coming coming and coming yeah. all the advice is like this be in the moment i be definitely there. agree with like i strong like I, I i literally have my fist up in the air going i definitely <laughs> agree with this because um it's something that i myself have experienced i myself have you know especially now i think it's something that you know parents need to hear with you know social media and phones and technology yeah. and you know there's probably other things as well that busy people but i feel like a lot of the time we're taken away from you know that that be present be in the moment because we're so engrossed in our phones or our technology or social media that we forget to just live in the moment and I noticed this actually with my son um where I know I started to notice whenever I'd pick my phone up and I was with him he'd say to me or to my husband his dad no mummy no phone or no baba no phone and I, I started to realize, subhanAllah, he doesn't like it when I'm on my phone with him or when his dad's on his phone. It means of he course. wants me to himself. And, you know, instantly I felt so guilty. And alhamdulillah, now whenever I am with him, I won't have my phone with me. Or if I do use it, it's to do something very quick and then put it down. And I'll try and, you know, let him know that I'm still very focused on him. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because I think, I think that when we don't give our children, you know, that of us being in the moment with them, I think that then they'll end up lacking self-esteem. They can end up lacking so many things. I think yeah. personally for me, um, you know, my my parents, my mom was obviously, it wasn't to do with technology then, but it was more so my mom was working. My dad was always working. Um, so you never, I never really got the attention that I may have wanted. I mean, my mother did amazing and she tried her best with us, alhamdulillah, and so did my dad. But the, the years that I remember when my mom was working, it was hard because, you know, you had to sort of just get on with it and there's no one, you know, to give you the attention that you want. So I can imagine how frustrating it must be for a child to be in the presence of their parents and not feel seen or heard. That must be very upsetting and, you know, can obviously lead and trigger on into to different things as they grow yeah exactly I can totally relate to to your experience with your parents because it's been the same for me and and the more I like learn the more I understand that this was crucial and even now like um, researchers and everything they when they see about learning and all these things they realize that um, those interactions are actually helping to develop the brain yeah so if we don't have those interactions then the chill the child is going to be like lacking in his mm. brain development so this is huge like we don't realize it but also um what i want to say is that sometimes people think like um i need to be with my child always and mm. it's like it's overwhelming but sometimes it's just like five ten minutes of like real 100 yeah. percent attention mm. can have like amazing results I mean, it no, can change everything. Definitely. We had, uh, so we had, we had, a, a, when I was working in, um, uh, on a, in a dementia nursing home, um, mm-hmm. we had this method and it was called the butterfly method. And basically what that meant was, um, obviously because there were so many residents and only so few of us who took care of them, um, it just wasn't realistic to spend all day with one person. You couldn't because there's so many other people to take care of and tend to. Um, 
uh, obviously being in, in, a, in a residential nursing home, there's a lot of people that want love and, and want attention because, you know, they're alone. They don't have the families with them anymore. They've probably lost, you know, their partners or, you know, their loved ones and they're in, you know, their last days kind of thing. Um, so we had this method called the butterfly method. And what this was is you go to, you know, a resident and you'll spend three minutes or four to five minutes with them. Not long. And then you'll, but, but during that time that you do spend with them, that short time, you, like you said, you give them your full attention, a hundred percent all focused on them. And then you, you leave and you go to somebody else. And it was called the butterfly method because you sort of stay with that person for a little bit. And then you flutter away to another person, stay with that person for a little bit. And then you could do the same thing again. And just that little bit of interaction really made the residence day. And I I've done this, you know, I'm a mother of two, so I don't have, the privilege of, you know, staying with Suleiman 24 seven all day long. You know, I have to tend to my other child. I also have to tend to my home, my, my, my husband, you know, do other things that I need to do. So for me, like I will try my best to spend time with him, but when I don't, he's more than happy to do independent play. If I set him up some sort of an activity or, or start some activity or play with him and let him continue and finish it on his own. And I find that, you know, that's not a bad thing for me. I like to have time with him and quality time will mean whom do things. But I also like when he does his own independent play, because I feel like it allows him to grow in confidence, grow in assertiveness. And also his imagination goes wild because, you know, it's just him and he can, you know, not that he doesn't have an imagination with me, he does, but it's just beautiful to watch him be engrossed in his own world and do his own thing without me having to be there. Exactly. That this is all like about teaching independence. I mean, mm. this is like really important for the child because especially in their early years, this is like the moment when they want it. It's not like yeah. they need it. They want it. They want yes. it. So we have to let them have it. So Definitely. if we're always on them, with them, like uh, controlling them, then they cannot flourish in that exactly. sense. Exactly. Like you said, for creativity, for all, many other things, this is crucial. Like they need to to be bored and and play on mm. their own. Yeah, they need exactly. They need to be bored. I remember reading. Um, my husband subscribed to this um, email thing, and it's called um, Daily Dad or mm-hmm. Dad's Daily, something like that. And it's basically emails to dads and it's about, you know, parenting or whatever. And I subscribed to it too, even though I'm not a dad. I was like, oh, this is cool. Let me subscribe too and get parenting tips. Why not? Let me get it from all angles kind of thing. (laughs) And um, and one of the emails, just just cut it short, was saying, you know, what happened to the times when we would let our kids be bored? Why is it now that every second we have to entertain them and there has to be something in their hand? They have to be doing something. Why is it we won't let our children be bored? Why can't we let them be bored? Learn to be comfortable with being bored and learn to, you know, come up with their own games and ideas instead of having to shove a tv in front of them or a phone or a tablet not that i'm against screen time i do screen time quite a lot in my home so just before people go there i'm fine for screen time i'm not here judging at all but this is what the email was saying and it made me think you know that i remember when i was a kid there was many times when i was bored but you just got on with it like and you just did something and in no time you were doing something that was fun and imaginative and you weren't really thinking about being bored because you were doing something yeah 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 but definitely this is like this is something that is getting lost nowadays so so yeah yeah definitely and yeah um since you mentioned uh screen time i i wanted to share a little um little thing i discovered recently mm-hmm. um i do screen time a little i'm not like big on screen time on mm-hmm. screen time but still and um it was talking about like you know how kids would like go crazy if you turn off the tv or yeah switch it off and and Uh like this woman was explaining what is happening in the brain so basically when they're in front of their screen there's like some hormone Mm. that comes and when you turn off the tv that hormone stops and it literally is painful for the child like the hormone that will go is like the pain hormone so when you when you're like switching off the tv he's going to feel physical pain. Mm. Oh, wow. I didn't know like, that. This is huge. So this is why sometimes you see like children really go crazy when they you switch off, even though you told them, okay, one more and I'm going to switch off and everything. Mm. Because this is like, just like their body is reacting. Defin- so I had, had, sorry, carry on. 
no, no, I was just going to say like the advice she was uh, giving is that when they are watching the TV, try to not let, let them like always on the screen, eyes on the screen, try to like talk to them. So they, you know, like they're, look, they're looking between, at you, looking, yeah. Yeah, looking at you and looking at this. And in the moment when you're going to switch off, try to like redirect your attention, you know, mm. like have them like do something else so they can like, um look forward to doing something else yeah move on yeah exactly yeah I so I have an experience with this actually I mean I I I do have screen time in my house because you know sometimes when I need to get things done it is easier to just uh you know put something on if Suleiman doesn't want to do any activities that I've put out for him um but I have a very good example of this so uh, there was a period I think uh, I think when I gave birth to my second son, Elias, I think we did have a lot of screen time because I was just zoned out in the beginning, to be honest with you. Um, and I just needed any bit of a break that I could get. So YouTube was on a lot. And um, I started to notice that before that, he wouldn't watch much screen time. He would watch it, but it wasn't you know constant all day long. Um, uh, after the birth of uh, Elias, it was... It was much more than what it used to be. Um, and I just remember he sort of become addicted and obsessed. Yes. It was just constantly YouTube, 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 to the point where I was like, this is this is this is ridiculous. This is horrible. Like, no, yeah. we're not doing this anymore. So I remember I just, you know, some people may disagree. I literally one day was like, okay, I'm done. This is not happening anymore. I'm not having him this upset over YouTube. So I literally deleted the app off of the Xbox, deleted it, and just told him, Suleiman, YouTube is broken now. We don't have YouTube anymore. We can't watch YouTube. And it took him a few days to kind of understand. But Alhamdulillah, I'm so glad I did it because now he doesn't watch YouTube anymore. Like he yeah. doesn't watch anything. If he watches something, we'll put Netflix on and we'll put, I'll put, well, you know, the kids section on and choose for him what he wants to watch or he'll show me. Um, and he knows it will only be like a few, like one episode or two episodes. And then that's it. Um, your screen time's up kind of thing. And he's much more happy now. And he understands and he's much more accepting to me saying, okay, now it's time to do this. We need to turn the TV off. He's fine with that. Whereas before it would be a whole meltdown when it was YouTube. Oh my God. And even with YouTube, to be honest with you, I wasn't comfortable with him watching it because you, you never know what's going to come on next. It just obviously just plays. And, and sometimes, ads, oh. yeah, the ads, oh my God, some of the ads for the children's cartoons was horrendous. I was in shock. So I'm so glad we got rid of that. But yeah, alhamdulillah, when I cut down screen time, I definitely noticed a change in him and a difference in him. And he was also much more happier to just play like I, I I wanted to stop YouTube one because he was getting very emotionally attached to it and very obsessed and addicted Two because I actually wanted him to just you know be a child play why yeah. does you know what's more what's I don't find him sitting in front of a screen very um educational beneficial. or beneficial yeah. for him like I just think yeah. it'd be much more fun for him to play to actually play like I did when I was a kid I remember when I was a kid we didn't really have these things we'd you know back in the day I'd kick a rock or go play football or go you know do whatever and it was fun and you felt good whereas these you know these these tv shows or the you know screen time really did leave an emotional effect on on our children or my child in that in that specific time so yeah, I can definitely see that. I didn't know that it, it it gives them physical pain. That's new to me, but I can I can understand maybe that's why they have such a huge meltdown then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and actually for for screen time because I know it's it's like a huge topic, but yeah. um like I what I often recommend is that if you do screen time, try to make it interactive. Yeah. So like either if like you could it could be through like games on tablets and things or if it's just like watching something be present to and interact ask question you know like yeah. this makes the the um, the screen time more beneficial mm -hmm, than definitely. rather just like the child in front of the TV because um, yeah. often people only think um, no, not only think but only see like the immediate result because if you mm. put a kid in front of a tv like watching I don't know for example if you want to learn Arabic you're gonna put your kid in front of the tv watching all these like uh, alphabet songs and cartoons in Arabic and he's gonna be like saying a lot of words in Arabic and gonna be see it's so beneficial 
but sometimes we don't realize on the learn long term how it's like it's not going to be that beneficial because right now you're going to see results but in the end it's not going to be it's not going to make it easier yeah i way. find i find that suleiman learns best sorry i keep referring to suleiman because Ilyas, for those who are wondering he's yeah. too young to be you know doing certain things where suleiman he's at an age now alhamdulillah i can do things with him and he learns and picks up so for example i find now that he he learns things much quicker and and, and much better when it's through some sort of play or activity physical activity not through watching yeah. or repetition so for example um I was trying to teach him Surat Al-Kawthar. And in the beginning, the way I taught him was just saying it to him constantly and getting him to repeat after me. And he absolutely hated it. He -hmm. was like, no, after a few goes, he was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. And I started to realize he was getting frustrated. So I was like, okay, this isn't working. Let's try a different way. Um, So I was like, okay, how can I speak Suleiman's language? What can I do or say that will get his attention and allow him to enjoy learning? Because I don't want to, I don't want him to hate, you know, learning, especially if it's about Islam. I'm, I'm a very huge advocate on making Islam fun for children and allowing them to fall in love with it rather than forcing it on them and, you know, making them learn Islam. I want them to naturally want to learn it because it's fun for them and they love it. Um, So... What I did was we were sitting in his room and he's an absolute dinosaur fanatic. He loves dinosaurs. And I thought, oh, this is great. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. So I said to him, Suleiman, should we teach your dinosaurs Surat Al-Kawthar? And he looked at me and giggled and smiled like, yes, yes, let's do that. Let's do that. So I said, okay. So I, I kind of made different activities into it. So I told him, okay, get all your blocks. Let's build a big tower. So we built the tower and that tower, I said to him, was the bimbar. So I'm kind of getting him, you know, I'm getting prepping him for this whole mm-hmm. session. So we built the, the mimbar. And then I said, choose who you want to be the, the imam. So he chose who he wanted to be the imam. And then we put all the dinosaurs around in a circle. And then we got the imam to recite and then the dinosaurs to repeat. And that's literally, we did that for ages and he did not get bored he found it hilarious he loved it and then eventually I said okay Suleiman it's your turn you try and teach the dinosaurs and you know what he did after loads of you know trials and you know some attempted fails he got it alhamdulillah and he learned it and I was so pleased and so proud of him and not only did he learn what I wanted him to learn but he had fun while doing it and he was so happy and pleased with himself yeah, and it, it 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 made it like effortlessly almost. Exactly. Because yeah, he didn't exactly. even realize he was learning something. He just yeah. thought he was having fun and playing, which is the best part. Yeah, that's like this is the right type of learning. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm all about learning also. So so definitely, this is something that is like uh, very important to to like be able to get into the kids' interest. This is something crucial, yeah. and you you did, mashallah, a great job. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think it's about you know it's exactly like you said in the beginning. It's about knowing your child and knowing what works best for them. And, you know, when you know your child and you know what they like and what works best for them, you, like you said, you can easily mold them and you can easily guide them into whatever it is that you want for them. Um, obviously, without being manipulative or, you know, pressuring. Yeah. But as parents, we were there to mold our children and to guide them through life. So what better way to do it than a way that your child will willingly go along with you as opposed yeah, to exactly. putting a fight up the whole way? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, mashallah, this is a this is great. It's really good to I'm I always like I said, I always get questions on motherhood. So it's really good to have somebody on here, you know, that has a bit more knowledge, well, a lot more knowledge and um, you know, experience when it comes to teaching about these kind of topics and subjects. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to speak to you about actually, because you said yeah. you're very big on communication. This is a very, I'm very, very big on how important communication is, but I'm not good at communication. Okay, well, we both have a mutual <laughs> understanding that communication is very important. So I, this is something that I feel um, in our generation and, you know, the generations before us wasn't really a thing. Like people didn't really see it as important. Um, you know, I remember growing up being told that you're, you know, be seen, not heard kind of thing. Um, and as horrible as that sounds now to some people, that was the reality. And that was the reality of a lot of children or a lot of females. Um, so, you know, when I become when I became a mother and I had children of my own, I was very 
very um, fixated on making sure my children can communicate how they feel with me and I want them to feel like this is a safe space for them to speak and to feel what they need to feel and just be able to have healthy conversations even if sometimes those conversations may make me feel sad or may go against what I want or feel uh, is Mm -hmm. good for them so yeah what's your take on this because I think it's so important for you know parents parents you know mothers to be people who who are looking to you know have children or just you know people in general for future references how important it is for us to be able to give our children good communication skills because I know that I had terrible communication skills growing up and it's only I think since becoming a wife and a mother that I've had to learn to develop that skill and better it and really try hard yeah yeah I know what I I know what you mean yeah 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 definitely this is like this is like what I say communication is so important because um it's going to also shape the way uh, they think uh, about themselves also. And it's, it's connected with everything, actually. To me, Definitely, like communication yeah. is like is like the one point that connects it all. So it's crucial that we know how to communicate with themselves. We know how to make them feel comfortable so they can communicate. We know that like they there is an open channel. I think this is really important. And I often refer back to this because um, I'm homeschooling. And so I, I, you know, I always interact about like uh, schooling and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And I always say, no matter what you choose, what is important is that there's communication. Definitely. Because like if your child goes to school and you don't know what is happening, but you have a good base and you communicate healthily with him or her, then it makes it easier. Mm. If you don't have um, this channel between you and your child and your family, uh, then things can get out of control very definitely. easily. Definitely. Yeah, hun- yeah, definitely. I think um, I remember listening to um either a video or a podcast uh from Abdurrahman Hassan do you know who who that uh, is I, I can never remember the names but probably okay. yes I'm sure yeah you most likely you, you know who he is but anyways he's a very very um well-known Imam Sheikh speaker mm-hmm. he, he he's he's very um well equipped when it comes to you know Islamic knowledge and he's very good with his speaks and stuff his talks um but he was saying he, when he was growing up even though he didn't go he wasn't homeschooled he went to you know uh, i think it was a private school but he he yani he wasn't homeschooled at home so his parents didn't control what he was learning basically um and obviously he's in the uk um he said that what one thing that his dad would do every single day and he truly believes this is why he you know him and his siblings turned out to be the way that they are is he would speak to them before they go to school and, you know, give them a, a daily reminder, a, like a short lecture, and always remind them to be mindful and fearful of Allah. I'm hope, I hope I'm getting this right, or I, I hope I'm not just adding on or imagining things, but I'm definitely sure this is what he said in the video. And then he said after school, um, his dad would sit them all down and he'd ask them, okay, tell me, what did you do today in school? How, how was it in school? What happened? What did you learn? And it's just, you know, that, that, that bit of his father showing interest in him and, you know, allowing his children to talk to, the, to talk to him freely about what happened during the day. And, you know, I think that that's so important because it allows then the father to, if there are things that he may not be happy about his children learning or doing, he can then openly have that conversation calmly with his children and, you know, set the record straight and kind of, give them the correct knowledge on you know uh, what what should have been said or what should have been done or you know islamically what what do we believe as muslims exactly exactly and because yeah at the end of the day that sometimes we don't have a choice and we're gonna have to put our kids in school or or whatever Mm. but but in the end of the day you will be responsible Mm. even if he goes to school you are responsible for what he's learning so if you don't have this communication you won't be able to know so you won't be able to act upon it definitely it's important for us to realize how big this is like uh, letting our children in the hands of someone else is huge yeah so if we do it we need to take the proper responsibility for it definitely exactly Um, and do our part you know just because you're sending your children to school doesn't mean that's it you kind of brush your hands and go okay I'm done that's it the school can do the rest now that's not how it works you still have to do your part when your children come home and you still have to make sure that you're actively you know 
um, involved in what they're doing at school, speaking to their teachers, going to the school, being a part of what they're learning and trying to, you know, have that understanding, you know, with your child that you're going to school and I'm trusting you to learn what you need to learn. But, you know, I also need you to understand that this is what I want from you, uh, expect from you as a Muslim. And, you know, when you're when you allow those conversations to be had and you allow it to be a safe space and you also allow you allow your child to disagree with you um, yeah. and, you know, voice his opinion slowly, slowly, that child will build will, will build a beautiful relationship with you when it comes to communication and also a trust because he understands that you're not going to force him or shut him down when he may not agree with what you're saying because you're the parent. Yeah, yeah. May Allah allow us to be good parents. May he grant us the tools to, you know, raise righteous Muslim children and, you know, the best possible children that we can. I mean, Ya Rab. I mean, I mean, this is like really important. One step at a time. Yeah, it's very overwhelming when you think of it. But like you said, it's all one step at a time. We can, All we can do, I truly believe, all you can do is, you know, do your best, exhaust every mean that you can, and then the rest is just dua. Like, honestly, exactly. you know, you just have to make dua and, you know, have to work it in Allah and, you know, whatever Allah wills will happen. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think this episode has been coming up to an hour now. So if you yeah. would like to end it um, with anything that you want to, you know, add in or summarize, but also you are currently actually hosting uh, raising righteous muslim summit it's actually you know back up again and it's yes. i think tomorrow you said it should be launching inshallah so yeah i'm inshallah, giving the mic yeah. to you whatever you want to add on now is your time oh, yeah so we're doing it um it's for a limited time like to the, there's a free version so like you can join for the four days access mm-hmm. so each of this session you'll have four days to access for free uh the talks in each of the session and mm-hmm. um and then uh at the end uh, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be uh, closed to registration, so it's gonna be limited this time. So like you should not miss it. <laughs> uh, and if you want to have the lifetime lifetime access, um, yeah, because this was more practical for me yeah. also. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because I have other projects and things. So oh, may Allah so grant you success and barakah. Then I mean. So yeah, so so be sure to to check on Instagram raising um, dash uh, raising righteous Muslims dash and dash I don't know how to how to say it properly. Let or me can... let me I'll, I'll say it for you. Okay. So it is raising <laughs> underscore righteous underscore Muslims, um, and I'll, I'll definitely obviously have your at links anyways when. Um, this, this episode goes up, it'll be in the description box and everything. So inshallah, they can find you from there as well. But yeah, guys, I definitely urge all of you to go follow and check out um, Hannah's page. Because even if you know, you, you're know you not going to join the summit for whatever reason, she does post very, very beneficial posts. And you're know you, you you're never going to not be learning something from her posts. So um, inshallah, definitely go check out. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode with that said, I know I did. <laughs> oh I'm glad you did thank you so much Hannah for being a guest it was an absolute honor I am so excited to um get get on and start listening to the the Raising Righteous Muslim um lectures and lessons I'm really especially the the workbooks I'm I've I'm ordered a printer so I'm definitely going to be printing them out and doing them um but yeah thank you so much for coming on I hope you have a lovely evening inshallah thank you so much for having me Wa alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam.